as humans that have gone through cool things, it's our responsibility to share them. You know, I really think that everyone should be sharing their stories because we learn so much from each other. Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? My name is Sagi, and I am a designer and entrepreneur and the host of the show. Today on the show, I have Joanna Galvao. Joanna is a creative director and owner of Gift Design Studio, working with high-end influences such as Lewis House and Chris Ducker. Joanna is also a public speaker, and in this uh, past year, she actually built an amazing personal brand for herself. And that's what I really admire about her, is like all throughout the process, she was building a brand and networking and hustling with her job and like really building the, her studio, her agency up. And then all throughout, she still hasn't neglected her lifestyle and well-being. And that's what we're going to talk about here on the show, how to create a kick-ass business and personal brand while still taking care of yourself, your well-being, your health. So how do you do all of that together? And Joanna has some amazing uh, tips for us all. And also, it's kind of like interesting to pick into how she networks and how she gets, you know, her clients and, and the people she's working with. So uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. And everybody, here we go. Yo, 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 what's up, creative entrepreneurs? Sagi here, and welcome to the Creativepreneur Show, the podcast where digital creatives share their stories on how they've instilled greatness into their own lives and the lives of others. We will discuss strategies for online businesses, personal branding, mindset, design, digital marketing, storytelling, high achievement, and so much more. Everything we need in order to build our influence, our brand, and our businesses in order to build a life of impact. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome to the Creativepreneur Show. And today we have Joanna Galveo with us. Joanna, what's up? Hi, Sadi. Thank you for having me on. For sure. I mean, I'm, I'm so happy that we finally get to talk. I know that we had kind of like back and forth, like <laughs> dates moving all the time, uh, but we're finally here and we're talking. So it's great. Anybody who does podcasting can relate probably to scheduling, uh, but I'm very happy we get to connect because we have so much in common. I mean, mm-hmm. so you're also a designer and you are also uh, building your personal brand. As a, as a designer and as an entrepreneur doing what you're doing, you're also talking about mindset and creativity and you're very much into well-being. Yeah. So we have so many things in common and you're also talking about conversion uh, optimization by design, which is like mm-hmm. so many things. So I guess we have so much to talk about, but let's start by just, if you can introduce to us, like what do you have going on right now in terms of your studio and your operations? Sure. So right now I run a design agency with a team of 10 based out of Porto, Portugal. I run it with my husband who's a developer and um, you know, I'm a designer by trade. So it's a, it's awesome. a nice match. <laughs> he awesome. runs the dev team um, and they're three and I run the design team. We're four of us and then we've got project manager and an assistant. Mm-hmm. And right now we've, figured out that or like we've discovered last year that um, 50% of our business came from one speaking gig I did in 2017 mm-hmm. and so we're going all in on that and so I'm cool. putting more effort into my personal brand do a lot of doing a lot of speaking just spoke at traffic and conversion nice. and, yeah, and then just using that to get more clients awesome so yeah can so let's let's talk about that for a second because I remember that it seems like you're focused on your personal brand because I remember when you reached out to me and then we kind of like went back and forth and you said, you're also, you're doing these talks and you were just on the future as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like to anybody who doesn't know, the future is a, 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 an amazing YouTube channel uh, by Chris Doe, who's like a very famous creative and he's doing like, he has, I think 350K subscribers or so or more something like that yeah, yeah something crazy like that 100 yeah yeah so you just did um a session there and i remember that you have uh, someone from your office booking all your stuff and like you really organized around having your personal brand like so it seems you're focused on it so my question is how do you like why why did you decide to work on your personal brand um and give so much emphasis on that and how what's your strategy with that going forward so I think it's it's multiple reasons. First, I, I deal a lot. A lot of our clients are influencers. You know, we were just talking about this before we started recording that we've worked with Lewis House and Chris Ducker, and I see how many doors it opens 
for, that they have a platform where they share their knowledge. And similarly, Chris, after meeting Chris Doe in LA, he told me the same thing. Like now that he, cause he, Chris Doe used to run an agency. He still does, but it's less active mm. now. Yeah. And he started uh, the YouTube channel as a passion project mm. and realized that through that, he was getting a lot bigger leads and bigger clients, more interesting projects and opportunities, even though his YouTube channel was just teaching designers how to design yeah. and how to get booked. So that part interested me because I love, I love sharing what I know and what I've learned along the way. You know, I, I, I think of it as like sharing what my 18 year old self would have needed to know or my 20 year old self. And that, and because I love that, I, I thought, well, why not go all in this year? Because who knows what doors it's going to open and what opportunities it's going to do. The other reason that I did it was um, in last year, I experienced a bit of a burnout. And what got me out of it was through writing posts on Instagram. Like I use huh. Instagram like a micro blogging platform. Yeah. I always go to the caption limit. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Captions are really long. And yeah, so it's part because it fills me up and it's like my creative outlet, which I don't have anymore running the design agency. You know, I'm more focused on operations and sales. And the other part is because, you know, why not? Who knows what opportunities it's going to bring. So I made this year all about being seen. And before that, you had no brand. I mean, before that, you didn't put emphasis on that? Not as much as I'm doing this year. All right. Like I will, I would have posted, I don't know, once every time we launched a website, maybe once a month, I would post something about our work and that was it. I was too busy running the agency to even think about that. Yeah. Awesome. And you're doing mostly um, web design and branding, right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's like you have an agency in this area, like I'm doing personal branding to get more opportunities. I think that it really aligns with how it like, you know, the market works. I always say people work with you because you inspire them. And that's like mm-hmm. something that is just true. I launched my design blog here in Israel in 2011. And uh, six months after I, I got Fiverr, you know, Fiverr.com. So yeah. they're, they're an Israeli company. So they reached out to me after six months of me having the blog to come and be their first design hire. That was kind of like, you know, a big moment. I was like, oh my God, just like, they wouldn't have called me up if I didn't have the blog and put content mm-hmm. out there. But uh, after that, I learned that the talk inside was kind of like, let's bring Sagi from Pixel Perfect. Like Pixel Perfect is the name of the blog. So yeah. it just works. Like when, once you put out content, great content, and you give value and you put yourself out there and, and it's exactly that. You inspire others and then they want to they work with you and then you can price higher and you can have bigger opportunities, like you said. And so yeah. I think it's a great decision. And so congrats on on coming to that realization and actually taking action on it. And um, talking about taking action, it's like pretty big action, traffic and conversion and uh, Chris Doe and, you know, like being on, on all these shows, it's pretty, it's massive action. It's not regular action. <laughs> so how do you, yeah, how when do you I do go that? in, I go all in. <laughs> yes, totally. So, so how do you, let's say, how do you get to traffic and conversion, for instance? So, When I made the decision that I was going to go all in and speaking, the first thing I did was figure out like, how do I learn more of this? Mm -hmm. And um, one of my clients told me, well, you should check out Heroic Public Speaking, which is a school um, created by Michael Port. So that was my first step. I took a four month course, like in person in New York on public speaking. And from then I learned um, how to what event organizers are looking for when you're pitching and to create a reel because without a speaking mm-hmm. reel, I don't think it's very likely that you'll get on a, a stage like traffic and conversion, right? These are big stages. Right. So I did that in 2018. And then by the end, uh, by like summer, I made a list of all the stages that I wanted to be um, in you know, I was like, well, I don't even know what conferences exist. Like, where do I even start? So I just went, well, let me see who of my clients already speak in public. Let me look where they've spoken in the past. And one of my clients is Molly Pittman, who used to work for Digital Marketer. Mm -hmm. Got it. And (laughs) yeah, so she was my, she was the person that introduced me to the event organizer. Mm -hmm. But even so, uh, their process is really strict. 
the event organizer was like, great, well, you know, Molly tells me great things about you, but you still have to submit an application just like everyone else. So I'll yeah. let you know when those open. We'll yeah. need your reel and we'll need your session description. Got it. So when you were about to create a reel, like how did you know how to create a proper reel? Because I'm thinking about creating a reel myself, but I just mm -hmm. really don't, I'm not sure what, like, did you say, okay, I have one talk and I'll create a reel about one talk? Or did you say like, in, I mean, how do you, how do you do a reel? It's interesting. Yeah, in this, so there are many different ways to do reels out there. I mean, if you just Google, if you just YouTube search uh, speaking reels, you'll see they're done in many different ways. Right. I had found one that I really liked um, by a magician. <laughs> okay, cool. Who was... It was a mix between him talking to the camera, like interview style, mm -hmm. and then bits of him on stage, and then bits of him doing his magic. And I thought, oh, that's cool, huh. because I can show bits of my agency designing. Mm -hmm. At that time, I only had one keynote. Currently, I have two, so I'll need, I'm trying to think what I'm going to do if I'm going to create a different reel for that. But I just, mm -hmm. in the two minutes, I just gave a teaser which is like, I just wrote the script for a teaser, which is a little bit about what I believe that, you know, design influences behavior. Mm -hmm. um, and I spoke about that for two minutes and I added a little bit at the end and what it, in the lines of what I love about speaking is that I get to combine, you know, storytelling with visuals to help create a better experience um, and to solidify the learning a bit better. Cool. And and then I just ended with I look forward to uh, connecting with you about your event, and yeah. so I guess to answer your question more succinctly, it was a teaser for the one keynote with me yeah. talking to the camera, bits uh, of me on stage, and then bits of me working in the agency. Cool, cool, it's awesome. So you had a reel, you got on on. on traffic and conversion, and then you network with Chris Doe, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So how do you, how do you uh, meet Chris? Chris, I got, I got lucky. I had already followed him for a long time, but I never thought to reach out. And then I went to a mastermind event. It, it was intimate. It was about 20 of us in London. Huh. And this other designer was there and he's like, you know, I'm in, I know Christo, I'm in one of his courses. If you're investing in speaking and if your theme for the year is to be seen, you should definitely be on his show. And I was thinking like, yeah, I wish. <laughs> and he's, he said, well, you know, I'll tell him to have you on. And he made the intro. Mm -hmm. And Chris was like, well, you know, I, what, I do whatever that tells me to do. I trust him wholeheartedly. So let's have you on the show. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. really, really awesome. That's congrats. That's really yeah. great. Right now, I think that we're kind of like, I, I, would, I would have asked you if it was like my previous show, which was like on Hacking UI, which was a, a, a design blog. I would have asked you, so what do you think about like creatives and, and service-based providers like creating their personal brands? And you would have said, yeah, of course, I think it's great. Da, da, da. Like, but I think <laughs> right now, everybody here on the show, creativepreneur, like I think we're preaching to the choir. Like everybody, yes, I want my personal brand alongside my service-based business, if they have a service-based business. Um, so I guess, like, let me ask you about a bit about storytelling. It's okay, mm -hmm. like, I know you're, you're also big on storytelling and you love, like, kind of like talking about that and the origin story of your agency. And can you tell us a bit about that? About storytelling or the origin like, story of the agency? Let's start with the origin story of the agency. Yeah, sure. So I think that I kind of fell into this by accident. I always thought that running an agency was something you, you start when you're 40 and you've had a lot of experience under your belt. <laughs> but <laughs> little did I know what was coming. I was 22 and I was um, actually it was through meditation and finding uh, Gabrielle Bernstein on YouTube that I then found out about Marie Forleo. Do you know who Marie is? Mary Farley, yeah, yeah. Love her website. Yeah, so she, yeah right? that's great. <laughs> so she has this online course called B-School, and she teaches people online how to start their, their online business from scratch. And I, I never had intentions of starting a business. I was happy with where I was. I only wish I had a little bit more spare cash to come home more often. Mm. And 
she she had this campaign where she told where she shared stories of people who had gone through B school and the before and afters. And there were stories like I used to be a waitress and now I run a million dollar business and I, yeah. and I work from the beach and, and <laughs> I do this and that. And I was suddenly my eyes were wide open to like a whole new world that I didn't know was possible. You know, I, I was, I was young. I had just started in the workforce. I didn't even know, um, about like digital nomads and things like that. So that really perked my interest. And in one of the videos in her campaign, she asks you to finish the sentence, wouldn't it be great if? Mm -hmm. um, in retrospect, I think that helps you think bigger and, and think positively, right? Um, yeah. And at the time I wrote, wouldn't it be great if I magically got some freelance clients so that I could make cut clothes in 10 days. That meant that I had to make $2,000 in 10 days. And I had, I, I didn't even make that in my, um, my salary for a month. <laughs> so I really thought it was impossible. And then this woman read my comment, you know, talk about taking action. She read my comment and she was like, well, you know, I don't have $2,000, but does $800 buy me a logo with you? And I was just, my jaw fell to the floor. Like, I think if she had asked me how much a logo was, I would have said like 50 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, yes, I said, yeah, well, sure it does. Trying to play it cool. And, and then I, I delivered, a, I went above and beyond for her. And I told her I really wanted to join the class, but I still needed to make an extra 1200. And she's like, well, I'm already in the class. We have a Facebook group. Let me talk about you in there. And I didn't know, but the Facebook group at the time had 18,000 people. Oh. Huh. And now imagine all these 18,000 people are starting their online business. So they yeah. all need a logo. They all yeah. need a website. Yeah, right. And from that post she made, which is really sweet of her, I was booked solid for the next three months. Wow, crazy. <laughs> and then it just, it just snowballed from there. Like, I wish I had kept a journal in those times because everything's a bit of a blur. You know, next thing I know, um, I, like, I made more in that month than in my nine to five job by working weekends. So I quit. Yeah. straight away <laughs> I don't think that was very responsible of me but I was just like no I quit I'm young you know yeah. this goes wrong then I could just get another job and then they started asking me for for websites and I said well I can only do the design I don't know anyone who can do development and my husband was like well I know how to develop a website and at the time he was uh, running a nightclub and studying marketing so that hmm. I was like where did that come from? How did I not know about this? And next thing I know, he quits his job and it was actually his idea to start hiring. He's like, well, you've always dreamed of, you've always said one day you'll open your own design agency. Why wait? Why don't we do it now? Now that we don't have any responsibilities, you know, we don't have a mortgage to pay. We don't have kids. Like, yeah. Let's just do that. And when we started looking at rent in London, which is where we were, mm -hmm. and salary costs in London, that's when he had the idea of, well, why don't we move back to Portugal? Contribute to the economy there, be closer to family, better weather, mm -hmm. and lower risk because everything's more affordable. So yeah. I think four months after starting B-School, I had moved countries and hired two people. Nice. Pretty crazy. <laughs> Pretty crazy story. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and it involves a lot of, I think, proper decisions. Like it was, there was a lot of decisions. I wouldn't say like risky decisions that like it's on the contrary. It was decisions on how to avoid risk smart, like, you, like in, in a smart way. And it's kind of like, it's funny how things fall together, right? In, in, in a proper way in life sometimes. So it's kind of yeah, like- I wish yeah, sometimes I wish I could go back in time and, and just relive that and, and, and take myself back to how it felt because I, I think I was doing all of those decisions based on my gut reaction, based on instinct. You know, I never really sat down and think, 
do I really want to run a business with my then boyfriend? Right? <laughs> but like, have I thought about what can come down the line? What are the repercussions? Are we going to get on? Is this going to affect our relationship? <laughs> are we going to get married? Like, or is he going to dump me and then I'm going to be left with no developer, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't, nothing like that crossed my mind. You know, I was just like, yes, that's sure. Yeah, I think just like, you know, saying yes to life in a way, just like, yeah, let's do it, right? Being positive. Yeah. Like, I think positivity is what drives entrepreneurs and, and knowing that it's going to be okay. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get to where I want to get. And if things come in my way, I'll find a way to tackle them. And yeah, let's do it. I think it's the proper way to think for entrepreneurs, for, yeah. especially for creative entrepreneurs, because we're not so much at, like, logical thinkers in a way so we're just like we i don't know about you like i can't play chess so well i i can't think so many steps ahead <laughs> you know and i don't like, even know how to play chess <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like yeah i mean I, we're just like well son looks reasonable to me to do this now why not it's like yeah and i think it's what makes us a bit uh, prone to jane to danger but in a way then making the right choices a lot of the times and because we're saying yes to life more. So congrats on all of this. And how, how long was that? Like how long ago was that? That was five years ago. Five years ago. So you've Around had the agency time. for yeah. five years. Cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. All right. Great. So what you just told us over here, which was, was amazing, was your origin story, mm-hmm. which is something that I think any entrepreneur needs to know how to create. So do you want to, can we just like really quickly just break it down for a second? Just like the storytelling aspect of it. So what are some key things that you think uh, should be in a story that are examples to what you just did? Ooh. Okay. So I'm no expert on storytelling. I just think that as humans that have gone through cool things, it's our responsibility to share them. You know, I really think that, everyone should be sharing their stories because we learn so much from each other. Um, We should also be sharing stories of mistakes. So I don't, it's not that I I know much of like the science of storytelling. I just love to tell stories. I just love to tell my experiences and the lessons and insights that I've learned from it. Okay, cool. Cool. Awesome. Anyways, no, just because (laughs) you said the word origin story and origin story, you know, it's just usually like I refer it back to, the specific methodology of building a story. So this is whole thing. Do you, have you read like the have you read journey? the hero? Yeah, the hero's two journeys, Vanicha. No, no. Oh, you have it's to. It's on my list. Oh, yeah. you definitely have to. Like yesterday. Come on, like that's very short. Like, <laughs> so all right, that's one and and two expert secrets by Russell Brunson. Okay, I've also been told to tell that to yesterday, read that yesterday, and um, <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then you have also building a story brand. Have you read that? Um, no, but I also, it's also on okay, my list. So you have three things now you should, you should read yesterday. So those three things, like, um, do, you know, uh, do you know Ron Segal? No. Ron Segal is a YouTube channel for designers. Um, his name, uh, the YouTube name uh, of the channel is like Flux. Mm-hmm. He has like, I think, 50 or 60K subscribers. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he's a friend of mine, and I told him about these three books. He read them. He's like, oh, my God. And he, like, changed the way it works with clients. Now we're all doing the building story brand. Like, we creative. We love this stuff. So he's just like, you, you, I know you love the book. And so, anyways. So, all right. Cool. So going into, like, in a way, like, I know you're, like, your story is, is, is amazing, and, and you're working alongside your husband. So this, um. How, how is life in general? How do you guys separate like work and life or do you not believe in that separation at all? Like how do you make sure that, you know, work doesn't fall in the way? Um, so one of the things we, we realized works for us is he works at home. He's the night owl. So he's very productive um, when I'm asleep, I guess. <laughs> uh, or when, when the whole world is asleep, right? He yeah. says he likes the quiet. And so I'll work in the office and I'll be there with the team from nine to six. Mm-hmm. And then I'll come home. We'll have dinner. We'll try and not talk about work. Yeah. And then he he carries on working through the night. The (laughs) other thing that we've done is we, since we've hired a project manager, we try and not speak to each other. Mm -hmm. 
Of course, we have to speak to each other when it comes to making financial decisions and strategic decisions for the company. But mm-hmm. like day-to-day projects, running of projects, it's like I lead the design team. We're done with the website design. I pass it on to the project manager, and then she passes it on to him. Yeah. And whenever he's like, "Oh, this asset wasn't exported correctly," she goes to the design team. Like we never have to talk to each other. Got it. So that helps nice as well. Cool. And then for fun, we have this thing, or like I adopted this thing. Um, I don't think he does it much, but I do it. it. It's like I'll come home, and I'll I'll be like, "Hey, so, um, dear husband, I had a really rough day at work. I'm really pissed off with my business partner because he did this." <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll talk about what happened at work as if they're two different yeah. people. It, yeah. It's I like to separate. Like <laughs> I really like you, the husband. I'm not so happy with you today, the business partner. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. I mean, like I know I know a couple of people that are couple of couples that work okay. uh, together. So uh, yeah, and it just it, I mean it, I think it's great. A lot of people say no, we don't want to mix like you know our our uh, marriage and our our work. Like fuck it, like that's a perfect thing. You guys like it's 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 an amazing power. Um, and uh, my wife just started designing this year. So now we're kind of like working together as well. Yeah. So it's kind of like I'm giving her projects of design. And she's like, now that we just finished uh, the first client project, uh, you know, with money. So uh, it was great. Like it was pretty, pretty much uh, like, you know, we're both working from home. Uh, we have kids. So we're kind of like, uh, uh, we're, we're just like working from home with kids. It's amazing because you have the full flexibility, right? And yeah. right now it's like the whole week is off. The whole week is vacation. So yeah. right now with the kids while I'm working, uh, just like because the decision that we took, you know, we're, you know, we're one financial force. So once you're one financial force, you can make decisions. You don't have any boss that is like in, in any one of the sides, right? That can yeah. say, you know, any work, place that can say no like you won't take a vacation this week like no we just decide what we want um and what makes sense so um Mm -hmm. i guess it's just uh it's great i think i think it's great for any any couple to do that so anyways yeah well-being let's talk about well-being for a second because work can be stressful and um i know that we're we're both into well-being and i think a lot of the people in this community are it was called before that mindful and ruthless so what what's your what's your take on on well-being and spirituality also, I think that when you first, we should all take care of ourselves, right? For multiple reasons, but especially when you're responsible for salaries or when you're taking care of an audience um, and being a leader, you have to take extra care of yourself um, right. and, and treat your body and your mind like if you were an athlete, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, and, and stress can be really damaging. Like I took on a lot of responsibility very early on in my life, right? At 22, I was already boss to two people. I was already putting food on the table for two people. Like that kept me up at night at the beginning. And I also didn't know boundaries. So a work email could come in at like 11 PM and I'd like a spike of cortisol would fill my body. I'd like go to the computer straight away. And I just, I just, there was no work-life balance. It was just like, whenever an email comes in on the phone, like, let's just take care of it. No matter what time of day it is. Um, I think the problem with a lot of beginning, like people that just are starting their entrepreneurial or, you know, uh, independent way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, no one tells you about these things. Like, go, oh, but right. when you're starting, make sure you, you're careful about these things. Um, and I started to, even, even like year three of my business, I was having a lot of health problems um, that the doctors couldn't really work out what it was until one doctor was like, okay, well, here's what I'm going to prescribe to you. You're going to take, you're going to sleep eight hours a night. You're going to exercise five times a week, but just, just have to be light exercise, right? Just, it could be just to walk around the block, but just make sure you're moving your body five times a week and you're going to cook your own meals. And I was like, I don't have time for all that. Are you kidding? <laughs> it's so funny that you're saying that. I mean, um, I just interviewed, like last week, I interviewed uh, Justin Jackson. Do you know Justin Jackson by any chance? No. He's like also like a creative entrepreneur, like very successful, um, has like, 
a, a, a very successful personal brand. So his, he just told me the same story where he was like in stress and doctors couldn't find out what, you know, he couldn't really find, it was like in, in depression in a way. He went to a psychiatrist or whatever and he said, go to see your doctor. And he went to see his doctor and, and exactly like you said, the doctor said, here's my prescription for you. It's like, sleep more and stop drinking or, or doing whatever, like eat better and like just, you know, <laughs> take care of yourself. These are kind of like things that we, we simply just forget when we're kind of young and in hustle mode. I mean, mm-hmm. right? It's, they're so important. <laughs> Yo, yo, what's up, creditpreneurs? So if you listened up until now, and I just want to drop in and let you know that the new batch of the Creditpreneur Accelerator is now open for enrollment. Now, that is to when this episode came out, and it's only for a limited time, um, just because we have limited seats available in the accelerator itself. So if you are interested in this six-month program where I will mentor you and a group of like-minded creative entrepreneurs in order for you guys to just scale up your business and also build your tribe, then this is perfect for you and I would love to talk to you. We have a landing page. It's on creativepreneuraccelerator.com or you can also find it in the show notes, probably in the Facebook group of creativepreneurs. If you find this relevant for you, just go to the landing page. Then you can book an enrollment call with me through that landing page and we can just hit it off and kind of like, I would love to hear about what your vision for yourself is. Where do you want to see yourself? How can I help you grow your business um, and take your creative skills in order to build a tribe and multiple revenue streams? I'm very excited about this because I've seen what it does to others and I know I can help you if you are a creative and you have a service-based business and you want to grow a tribe of your own, produce content and create a brand for yourself by having an online presence where you also educate others based on your experience, this is perfect for you. It's exactly what I've done and generated obviously a six-figure business off of this, multiple six-figure business just off of this in less than a year and a half. So I can definitely help you get there as well. So again, creativepreneuraccelerator.com, book the enrollment call, and we will talk. Enjoy the rest of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so like on, on the mindfulness piece, like I thought, but I already meditate and I already think like I'm somewhat spiritual. Like why is this not helping me with stress? Mm-hmm. But, you know, if we think stress is, is, it's a chemical response, like physically in our body and, and what, um, and, and normally if we think back to the caveman days when we had a spike of, of stress, we had cortisol in our body. That meant that we had to either fight or flight, you know, run from the thing that was trying to eat us or fight it so we can eat it. And so one of the things I've realized is that, you know, you're only going to come back down to your normal levels of cortisol and feel unstressed if you exercise a little bit, right? Because mm-hmm. now it could be an an email from an angry client that triggers that fight or flight response in your body. Yeah. But what do we do? We just carry on at the computer and carry on working. And if you, if we get many spikes of those throughout the day, it doesn't matter if you meditate at the end of the day, like right. it's not that 10 minute, 20 minute meditation. That's going to cure the, like all the stress. And then that causes inflammation. And then the other thing that cortisol does is, it makes you crave um, food because you know if we think back to the caveman days, you're gonna you're gonna need more energy to run from this thing you're running from, and the food that is fastest to metabolize is sugar and carbs. So you're gonna crave the wrong foods. You're gonna eat foods that then cause inflammation in your body, and it's just right. a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's it's terrible. <laughs> um, yeah, and I've been there. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, I we're I guess we've all been there in a stress mode, kind of like, mm-hmm. and especially with entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship is a roller coaster. So sometimes we take risks, and then we you know we don't make it, and then we have you know times where it can really be depressing. Um, so I just yeah, I, I, meditating and taking care of your well being and eating well and doing sports by the way you do zumba right i used to be a zumba teacher 
that was like my that was my um way of so I've, i think i've always been an entrepreneur at heart because yeah. at school i used to like make badges and sell them and then make t-shirts and sell those and i was always trying to figure out how can i make more money in the least amount of time and when i found out about zumba i worked out that i could get paid for one hour uh the same that i would get paid for six hours working at somewhere like starbucks and on top of that i was getting exercise in so and i love dancing so i was like this is the perfect part-time job as a student. So I did that throughout university. And, um, and to answer your question, what I do now, now I have, I do lots of yoga. I like particular aerial yoga because you hang upside down and it decompresses your spine and it's really nice. nice. I go hiking a lot because recently I found out that there's nothing like being in nature to calm myself and, and yeah. inspire yeah. me. Like, Whenever I go for a walk in the park or on the beach, I come out with like a ton, a ton of ideas. Um, and, and then I just, I, I work out with a personal trainer and I have like, I just go to all the classes. Cool. And, um, and I saw you do snowboarding as well, right? Yeah, I was, I was going to touch on that when you were talking about like working from home and being with the family. One of the things that my husband and I do and which comes with the perks of running your own business because you don't have your boss telling you like you have to be here yeah. um, is we, we take January off and we go live in the mountains um, in a like by a ski resort. We rent an apartment and we'll snowboard in the morning and then work after lunch through the evening. Nice. That's so fun. Yeah. It's amazing. I, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm I'm from Israel, so there's basically no snow in no here. Snow. Uh, like, well, there's one mountain. It's a very small slope. Not really, kind of like the place where you go snowboarding for fun. Like, it's very it goes, very. Oh, like windsurfing, right? Like, I went, I went um, <laughs> to Israel with my with my dad actually to kite surf. Nice, nice. Yeah, you have you guys have great beaches there. Yeah, the beaches are great. I know in Portugal as well, like Web Summit was there, right? And then like um, yeah. there was a surf summit there. Some, some of my friends went. The biggest wave surfed in Europe is here in Portugal. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Nice. yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to visit Portugal anyways. I got to do that sometime because I, I've heard so many great things. So everybody, just like make sure you guys get enough sleep, meditate, sleep. Enough sleep, by the way, is seven hours. So just like I... I was at this uh, workshop by Dr. Tricia Smith. Uh, like she's, she was on, uh, it was in Lewis House's Summit of Greatness last year. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. she's like one of the few people that teaches the Wim Hof Method and stuff like that. She's like... Oh, I love the Wim Hof Method. Yeah. So she's like crazy on... She's like very good on, on the well-being part. That's what she does. So yeah. uh, she yeah. talked about how you go to sleep and you have to turn off all the lights and make sure no screen time before that and you got to sleep seven hours and and she talked about cold showers and like sleep seven hours no freaking way like seven hours is too much like i i need six like and she's like nope seven i'm like but isn't there just like some kind of like nope seven (laughs) like at least seven um so anyways yeah i sleep eight every night yeah but you know like one of the things that i'll say uh for everyone listening it's you know, I think we know these things, like we know what we're meant to be doing, but we think of them, or at least I used to think of them like that's a chore, right? It's like another thing to do. Like it felt like work until I reframed it as like, no, this is, this is like me uh, loving myself, taking care of myself so that also I can be better at what I do. I can have ideas faster because my body is optimizing. My brain is working fine. I don't have, I'm not tired. I don't have fog. I don't get sick. And so this is like, it's not only a way to take care of myself, but it's also a way to reach my dreams faster because I feel a lot better. I feel more inspired. I feel like I have more energy. I can focus a lot better. These things, I had no idea the transformation I was going to experience in my career yeah by doing these simple things like sleeping eating better moving my body 
Yeah, totally. And I think so, like wake up cold to anybody here that's not doing it. Um, by the way, I started taking cold showers. Like, do you do cold showers? I do. And, and when I'm, um, I'm, I'm trying to take it one step further. I was talking about this to my husband because in, um, in, in the mountains, we have, there's this like cold water pool. Oh. So sort of like the, the Wim Hof, like yeah, bath. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd always go in after, and it's amazing how like it gets your circulation going. Yeah. Um, it like helps with recovering your muscles. Mm. It helps with like any um, knots that you might have on your back. Yeah. And so now I want to see if I can go in the sea after the gym because my gym's right by the beach. I don't want to go in the colds. And our sea is not like yours, by the way. It's not the Mediterranean. Like it it's is cold. Oh really? Wow. <laughs> all right all right good okay, luck so you, take, you take cold showers yeah i mean I, I you know as much as cold as israel can get which is not so cold um <laughs> when i was in ohio for the summer of greatness back then i i turned on the cold water i thought i was going to die and then i just, you know it was it was uh pretty scary and then like, oh, when i was, have you tried cryotherapy no you've heard of bulletproof right you're talking about bulletproof coffee? No. So the creator of the coffee, um, he create, there, he's, has this whole bulletproof lifestyle and he's okay. got bulletproof labs. And I went to them when I was in LA and one of the things they have is like a chamber. And I think it's like... Oh, an ice my, chamber basically? Kind of yeah. Like, got it. Yeah, but it's nitrogen. Hey, so right. you're in like minus 50 celsius i think i always get the conversions wrong but like minus 50 celsius degrees oh my god and you're there for three minutes <laughs> holy shit do you not die yeah. i mean <laughs> no, that's what i thought i was so scared and, and they're like they're like you, you can pick whatever music you want so i picked like pick music, music your brain is not even like, functioning <laughs> Damn, I'm, I, I can't even imagine. I, you know, coming from Israel, I just can't even think about it. Yeah, <laughs> but one of the things that I've I realized is the minute I started doing that, like it gets easier and easier every time. Right. And I used to be a really cold person. Like in the office, I'd always turn up the, the heating, uh -huh. the max, and I'd always like complain about the cold in winter. And yeah. now I'm like... It, my, my body temperature changed or something because yeah. I'm just immune to the cold. Yeah, it's, it, it has it's, so many wonders. Weird. Yeah, it has yeah. so many wonders. I've been doing it for, I think, a year now or so. But, and, and it's been everything. Like it's, first of all, it reduces uh, inflammation. So anybody who's like, uh -huh. you know, stressed out, like it works. It's another thing that can really prevent your sickness when you're stressed out. And most of us yeah. are. It's a, a great way to stimulate your whole systems in your body including your digestive system in the morning. So it's just like pretty crazy uh, how that works. Like everything, just like your whole body is getting rid, like your whole body is feeling attacked in a way. So it releases like basically all the toxins out of your body. And uh, it's it just like, it's kind of like training your immune system in a way because your immune system is like, hey, we're being attacked. Let's get out there. And like they're getting out on patrol and like, you know, like nobody's actually attacking, but they're out there and training. So it's like training your immune system and then it uh, wakes you up, obviously. And it's to like, I don't know, like it wasn't my thing, but anyways, it burns fat. So mm -hmm. I didn't know. Yeah, that I was going to say that. for the ladies listening, it's good for cellulite and it's almost like going for a lymph, lymph draining massage or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's like, it's crazy. I, <laughs> I didn't know that. And slowly I started getting people telling me, oh, Sagi, you're looking thinner. I'm like, did you lost weight? I'm like, well, I'm not trying to lose weight. I'm eating like a freaking cannibal. I'm eating like crazy. <laughs> I, and then, uh, I don't know, like you're just disappearing. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, and then I started thinking maybe, um, I don't know, something's wrong with me or whatever. And then I'm like, oh, maybe the cold showers. And I checked and I found out that it actually makes you, you know, lose weight. So on top of the training, doing cold showers. Anyways, uh, so enough about cold showers. I know we're short on time. <laughs> well, I want to talk to you a bit about like, you, I know that ugh, so many things. I know that you have, like, you're talking about how to unlock your creativity, and you're talking about like alpha waves and stuff like that. Like, and you're like the, the six Fs. Can you like, is is there any topic out of all those subjects that you're like? I know that you're talking about in your um, longer talks that you would like to maybe 
for us to kind of like jam on for like 10 minutes? Mm. Oh, so the six Fs Sagi is talking about is um, there's uh, you find, so like find the problem you're trying to solve and use creativity for, because I think creativity is all about problem solve, problem solving. Yeah. Um, even when you're trying to solve a brief, right? Even when you're doing design, right. then it's uh, fuel. So like make sure you can, you're consuming things that inspire you on a weekly basis, have some flow time, which is when you go for a walk and when you have ideas in the shower. So you're letting your brain go to an alpha state, which is letting your subconscious have more energy to like try and uh, solve that problem. Yeah. Cause really it's your subconscious that's going to do the heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. Then there's focus. Um, so you always want to alternate between flow and focus when you're working on solving a problem because you need to like validate your ideas, test it out or refine them. Right. Um, and then there's feedback, mm-hmm. test them on your, your peers and frequency. So make sure that you're exercising your creativity, mm-hmm. like going to the gym. Yeah. Um, my favorite is flow, really. <laughs> I think that ties in nicely with like mindfulness and things like that. Um, and particularly when you're in idea generation mode, not editing yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I'll give you an example. I was, um, I was trying to come up with ideas for an article title. And when you're pitching articles to the press, they just want the title first. Like you don't even need to write the article. They're just going to say yes based on the title. Mm -hmm. And I write down like five ideas and I'm like, oh, I think I already found like one that they're going to like. Like I think I can stop here. And then I remember like I have to walk my talk, right? So I can't just stop at five. I have to (laughs) keep just like pour out the ideas don't edit when you're in the flow state so let me just like try and come up with 30 of them and it's actually the ones towards the end that the press picked so i think it's a nice example like a nice illustration of like when you're in idea generation mode don't edit yourself right away because then you're not going to get to those gems of ideas that are going to show up if you really stay in that process, which can be, it can be tough, right? To always, like, if I tell you, you know, like draw me 100 logos for this thing, (laughs) it's going to (laughs) be, yeah, it's going to be exhausting after a while, but who knows, maybe it's number 88. That's going to be the best one. Yeah. And by the way, when I used to do logos for companies, I told them like, listen, this is a process. We're going to a process here and I needed to take like days and days and just like sketch out different, you know, directions and, and yeah, the process. So definitely just like throw out directions. And also when um, you're writing an article, like it's uh, when you're writing any, any, any article, then it's a great idea also to just like write everything in bullets. Like that's, I have like a seven step system for like writing articles. One of them is like brain dump. So you just brain dump all your ideas like yeah. about the specific topic. You don't care about order. You don't care about like stuff that yeah. are not relevant. You just like brain dump. And then like you'll, you'll have a great article out of, out of that. So yeah, I think what you're saying is, is great. Um, it's great advice. I know that like a lot, of, a lot of hacks to get creativity going for us entrepreneurs, um, you know, and, and creatives out there. So like those six have seem like, you know, pretty, pretty valid. By the way, did you know that um, there was like a research done or something like that about they found out that people that live near the ocean that take walks on the beach, like have the greatest, greatest ideas or something like that. Or like the most people that have amazing ideas get them on the beach. So that's awesome. I'm so happy that I have the beach so close to me. Yeah, totally. So you can definitely uh, enjoy that and know that like, and I think you should, you should look that up. Like I'll try to look that up as well. Like, um, is it not like, in nature in general? It's in nature in general. I don't want the people who don't leave next to a beach to feel like they can't have Yeah, no, it's, it's nature in general, but more people that came up with uh, interesting ideas or something like that that actually validated in the world as products um, say they had it on the beach or something like that. 
So anyway. Interesting. Uh, Maybe because they're all in San Francisco and Silicon Valley. And <laughs> they don't have so many beaches there. I was there so many times. No? Yeah. I, they're near enough. It's not they, like they're in the middle of the country. It's not even, I mean, in San Francisco, I love San Francisco. Like I, I love San Francisco, but the beaches there are not even comparable to uh, what we have in Israel and I bet what you have in Portugal. So mm-hmm. it's just like not even close. But yeah, San Francisco itself is cool. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think like if, if you take one thing from this episode, like I would say to your audience, like go on walks in nature. Yeah. Like and, and switch off your phone. <laughs> and, and if you can, don't listen to a podcast when you're in the walks. Like just maybe some music, um, but just try and really be with nature and your thoughts and yourself and let your mind just wander. And see what happens, because yeah, you know, I it's, always it's surprised. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I actually like usually I don't take walks on the beach here. Although I have the beach like 15 minutes away from my house, I never go on walks on the beach, and I think I should. So you give me an idea. Yes, maybe you're gonna have like an amazing new idea when you go. Like a when year from now, Sagi has invented the, <laughs> the teleportation tool that now everybody can travel around the world without an airplane. After a walk on the beach. <laughs> After a walk on the beach. Because <laughs> yeah, if, if you look back in history, so many like Steve Jobs, Albert Einstein, like famous musicians, you know, just everyone just goes for walks in nature like all the great thinkers go for walks in nature it's because we're unemployed (laughs) 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 i guess i mean anyway yeah i mean like um i think yeah if you could take something away from this episode is is listen like joanna's doing very well and i think a lot of entrepreneurs that are doing very well are the ones that and and if you see a lot of people on this on this show they're talking about well-being as one of their core values they're talking about relationships. They're talking about letting the ideas come to them instead of searching hard for ideas. And uh, the stuck in nature is one of the things that you know we can we can definitely definitely say that is important. And also, build your personal brand, people. I think that it's so important. People work with you because you inspire them. So if you have a service based business or if you just want to be an influencer, you gotta open. You're gonna start your personal brand, and you gotta work massively and work smart to get there. And Joanna, let's just finish off with just saying, I mean, I know that you're in, in a lot of circles, but what are your, I mean, I, for, for instance, I was in Pat Flynn's mastermind this year. I just finished like a year on his mastermind and now I'm like looking into new masterminds. But what, what's your like, I don't know, like masterminds of choice and, and what is your plan for like mentoring and coaching for 2019? Cool. Well, I actually took a break from it all. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because um, I realized that I think I overdid it last year. I just, I was in so many groups and I had so many different mentors that like their opinions started to clash. And I realized like, High five. what if, yeah, what if I already have the answers within me? Yeah. Let me try and do a year without mentorship. Huh. Um, but I'll give a shout out to Chris Ducker for sure. He was there from the beginning. Selena Sue also helped me along the way. Um, yeah. Matthew Kimberly, who's a client and mentor and friend. And oh gosh, now I'm probably missing a ton out. But those, mm-hmm. I think those have made the biggest impact. Michael Port, yeah. yeah. Um, his book, Book Yourself Solid, is so timeless and great for anyone right now who's still not booked solid and looking for clients. So definitely check him out. Okay. Um, cool. And now instead of masterminds, I because I've made so many friends already from masterminds I've been in, I'm just trying to like catch up with them as men, as much yeah. as I can and have right. like peer led masterminds, right? Like we'll have, we'll jump on a call, you know, like four of us or something and just do our own yeah, mastermind. Yeah. Without yeah. A leader. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. I, I also, I have like a few people that I meet here in Israel, kind of like for just mastermind. I have one friend that I'm meeting with, uh, Alon, Alon Kakshuri. He's like a high performance coach as a community of his own. We meet like once a week. Um, and then we have, uh, I have like another friend, Galagadi. He's like an ex-Googler. And now he has, he's like a CEO of this influencer. Like he joined an influencer as, as a CEO. He goes to every funnel hacker live and stuff like that. He's like really Jim Rohn, like, like very, mm-hmm. um, very like into what we are into. And, um, so we meet like once a month and like, so these kind of masterminds, I think go a long way. So people, again, like if you have other people that, you know, 
inner circles that you can connect with and just like mastermind with them. That's another great way to go about it. I also suggest, you know, masterminds in general. I guess, Joanna, you can also, you know, say that this is a great thing. If you haven't tried a mastermind yet, you should definitely join a mastermind. Like that's, that's something that can go a long way, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Especially in the beginning. Especially yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And events and yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. So yeah, I, I spent, I, I spent uh 70 K on masterminds and coaching in mm-hmm. 2018. So yeah, I think that was about similar to me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. awesome. And it pays off, right? It pays off. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. Um, so everybody who can hear us now, just know, put your money where your commitment is for your success and join a mastermind. The mind for the creative printer mastermind is opening. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's very important. And uh, yeah, so Joanna, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. And um, I it was really so much it. fun. Yeah. Um, and anybody who wants to connect with you, where can we find you? Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot, so I will reply to your comments and DMs, and that's Joanna Galveo Design. We'll link to it. And then you can um, you can find me my website joannagalveodesign.com, or my agency is gif gif gifdesignstudios.com. And what is the difference between the two? If I can, like, I mean, what would you prefer? Like, yeah, I know you have the two and I have also like sagishrabber.com and creativepreneurmagazine.com. Like, but what, how do you defer them? Like, anyway. The websites? Yeah, I mean, one's your personal brand only and the other is kind of like the agency only. Yeah, well, I started um, my website as like my own freelance. It was my freelance website, right? I had my portfolio on there, my about and everything. And when I launched the agency, I didn't really want to delete that because a lot of people were still finding it through Googling my name. So it's kind of like double now. Uh, (laughs) And I try and send people to the agency website, but it's just there for SEO. I don't really, I need to update it. I want to add a speaking page to it. I want to add a blog. Uh, page to it but it's just right now it's it's not really well taken care of but yeah yeah Instagram's where I put my love (laughs) by the way I love your Instagram um I think it's great um then that the fact that you do long form content how do you by the way check like how do you what's your what's your process just real quick like about in like posting on Instagram I write them on a google doc write them all in google doc so how do you know how many do you check on the google doc how many and then I, I character count. I highlight the whole post. And normally yeah. I'm always like a thousand characters over. And yeah. then I'll, sometimes I'll spend like an hour writing the caption and then like 45 minutes editing it down so that it fits Instagram. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. And, and you I know, I should just start a blog or I should just post yeah. it on Medium or something. But I think, I think it's a good exercise to edit yourself down. Like, can you say the same thing in less characters and have the same impact? Right. And can I, can I suggest something for you? Like, I, I don't know if you have it yet, an email list. Yes, I know. An email list. I have and, it. And then I'm like, does anybody read this? Yes. People read <laughs> I mean, email is king. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not like, I'm really. No, I, I, I believe you. Yes. Yeah. If there, you, there's no caption limit. <laughs> there's no caption limit. Right. And uh, the thing, the beautiful thing is like, you can write the long post. And then like put it as your, as your weekly email. And then you have yeah. like the, the Instagram version and at least it didn't go to waste. And it's, it's a great way. Like, and, and I think for any personal brand, an email list is the absolute must for any personal brand. I'm not like, I'm not kidding. It's we so- have one, we have one for the agency where we had a funnel and we ran, we run Facebook ads to it. And so I have the email list that is me writing about design, uh-huh. but I like writing about so many other things. So yeah. I just, think it should be my personal brand list not yeah. the, the agency yeah look we haven't talked about design at all <laughs> it's funny two designers get together what do they talk about well-being and med- meditation walking in the beach all right cool no problem um yeah so anyways <laughs> next talk we'll have a joint webinar on conversion oriented design what do you say should do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's trade notes on those. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody, um, that was Jonah Galvero. Jonah, thank you so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody. That's a wrap. What's up? So I hope you enjoyed this. Um, this was definitely 
a great episode. I really enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. Joanna is amazing, and I hope that you got something out of this. Like, you know, if you're hustling, if you're working hard, and if you're building an agency yourself or any kind of business, this is the way to build your personal brand and also take care of your well-being and kind of like, you know, keep those things in mind, the, the mindset aspect of it, the, the health aspect of your life. And so I really enjoyed it. Hope you did too. Uh, if you did, please shoot, just like tag us in the story, Joanna Gavao and uh, Sagi Schreiber on Instagram. Just find us and tag us and that'll mean a lot to us. Or you can do it on Twitter if you're more active on Twitter. And if you really, really uh, care about this show, please write a review on iTunes. This goes a long way, really helps us. So everybody have an amazing day night wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for listening, being an active listener here on the podcast. And I'll see you around on the next episode. Everyone should be sharing their stories because we learn so much from each other. Because I think creativity is all about problem solving.